Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians, you're listening to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And you found a place where math is not about memorizing and mimicking, waiting to be told or shown what to do, but y'all, it's about making sense of problems, noticing patterns, and reasoning using mathematical relationships. We can mentor mathematicians as we co-create meaning together. Not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching mathematics, but rotely repeating steps actually keep students from being the mathematicians they can be. In this episode, we plan to continue the conversation around decimals and begin to answer some questions around decimal multiplication. So we got an email from a listener, Willow, and she said, I was hoping that you ladies could do a podcast on multiplying decimal numbers less than one and a way to model or help students figure out what's happening when you multiply 0.3 times 0.7. Halves are easier to explain, but the concept does not always transfer because 0.3 is not one third. So it's always funny to me when you say 0.3 instead of just oh, 0.3, but it's okay. Sorry. I think it's because you're reading it off of the email. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't like, we don't usually say 0.3. We usually just say 0.3 I, or 3 Do you not? I don't. I do sometimes you? do. Yes. Huh. It's so funny that you say that. I do say 0.3. I don't think I've ever in my life said 0. 0.3 unless <laughs> I was okay. writing on the board. Okay, maybe not important. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> however, um, it can be important that we say three tenths sometimes, not just 0. 0.3. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I will mm -hmm. often have middle school teachers say to me, don't say 0. 0.3. You have to say three tenths, oh, to which yes. I will say, oh. okay, common language is 0. 0.3 and kids need to hear both. So I think they need to hear both, not only one, but they need to hear both. Have you ever talked to a fourth grade teacher? They're cringing right now. They're absolutely <laughs> losing their minds about me saying point. Angry. Because they want you to say three tenths, not point three. Oh, never say point. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, same thing with a sixth grade teacher. So they're in the same, <laughs> they're in the same boat. And we're gonna disagree with both of them. We need to yeah, say both. Yeah. Kids need to hear both. Yeah. Now, in today's podcast, we are going to say point three and not three tenths, because for communication's sake on the podcast, we want you to sort of hear what students are seeing when, yes. because we're, we're in this sort of verbal kind of a place. So we might use both a little bit, but for the most part, we're going to say point um, in an attempt to make sure that we're all talking about the same representation. Uh, mm -hmm. And so that's why today you're going to hear us 
Though I don't know that you're ever going to hear me say 0.3, just 0.3, <laughs> but it's all so good. Funny. Okay. You'll have, to, you'll have to think about that. Okay. <laughs> all right. So today's episode, we are going to answer Willow's question kind of in a couple of ways, or maybe I should say two parts. So we want to suggest that it is really important that students actually understand and feel the relationships involved in a question like 0.3 times 0.7 first, before we get very sophisticated and efficient at solving that problem. Mm-hmm. Not because it needs to be concrete and then representational and abstract. It's not about that. It's much more about we actually have to feel the relationships that are happening and then we can get more sophisticated, which doesn't necessarily mean just symbols. It means then actually thinking using more sophisticated relationships. What do we mean by that? Well, let's get at what first it means to multiply by one-tenth or 0.1. What does it mean to say something times 0.1? To do that, we're going to do my favorite instructional routine ever, a problem string. Kim, I'm asking the questions today. You get to answer. Here we go. Can't wait. First first problem of the string. What is 8 times 0.1? 8 times 0.1. Uh, okay, so so that is, um, I know 0.1 is like a dime, so it's eight dimes, so 80 cents. Point so you're saying it's eight. 80 cents. Okay, 0.8, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I might represent that on the board. I might write the problem, eight times 0.1 equals, and then she just said 80 cents, so I might write 0.80. And now on the board, I'm going to write 0.80. <laughs> and the zero on the board that, that precedes the decimal is all about readability. I want that decimal to pop on the board. And so I'm going to write that leading zero, zero. And then um, I might also write 0.8. And I'm also going to represent that as uh, the dimensions of an array. And you didn't say this, Kim, but I might ask students, can anybody think about that as the area of a rectangle that is eight by 0.1? What would that look like? And I might ask students, what would a rectangle look like? And then I might represent that as a long eight by a little tiny 0.1, right? I mean, like eight. And I'm probably not going to even do that on the board because it would like take up too much space to be exactly proportional. But I'm going to have a long eight by a little 0.1. So we're going to have a really tall, skinny rectangle. I'm going to put those dimensions up there. And the area inside, I'm going to write 0.8 as the area Mm -hmm. of an eight by 0.1. Cool. Next problem. What is eight? times 0.3. Okay, so that's, yeah, that's going to be three times as much as what you just asked for. So it's going to be two, so eight 30 cents is $2.40. So I kind of heard a couple different thinking. You could, uh, I heard the three times as much. So you Mm -hmm. could think about what three times 0.8 or three times 80 cents Mm -hmm. is. And you're saying that's $2.40. So I yeah. just wrote down, I already had written down eight times point three or 0.3 equals. And then I just wrote down 2.40 because you said $2.40. So I'm going to write it like money, 2.40. Mm-hmm. I could think about it as 2.4. I'm going to also then ask um, that three times as much, three times, I might write, I might scale that rectangle. Is anybody thinking about the rectangle? If eight, an eight by 0.1 is this tall skinny rectangle, then what would an eight by 0.3 look like? And sure enough, it'd be that 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 dimension would be three times the length of the eight by 0.1. 
now that point three is three times is three of those point ones, right? So I might, I might put that up on the board. I might be like, okay, eight by 0.3. And you're telling me the area of all of that is 2.4 or $2.40. I also might have started this problem string by saying, we're kind of dealing with eights here. And now we know we're dealing with eights because we have two problems with eights. And so I might also have a ratio table that mm -hmm. says I'm dealing with eights. So I've got one eight. So I've just in my ratio table, I've got a one and I've got an eight. And then I might say that first problem ask for a tenth of eight. And so then mm -hmm. in that next slot, so I'm, I'm doing a horizontal ratio table. I've got one and then eight on the bottom. And then next to that, I've got 0.1 or one tenth. And I might say, so how do you get from one to one tenth? You guys are telling me that's like divided by 10. So can I also think about that eight divided by 10 and eight divided by 10? I can think of it a couple different ways. I can think of that as, as the fraction eight tenths. I can also think about that as 0.8 sort of mm -hmm. divide by 10 and it's kind of a place value shift. But then that third or so second problem, eight times 0.3, you said was three times. So I could, in that ratio table, I could scale that 0.1 times three. So I've literally just drawn an arrow and I've said from that 0.1 times three, then I'm going to have that 0.8 times three and that's the 2.4. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have a ratio table now with three entries, one to eight, <laughs> 0.1 to 0.8, and 0.3 to 2.4. And what are you laughing about? I'm laughing because it's exactly what I wrote. Ah, yeah. Nice. You, you nice. just described like what's your, on my... your paper. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Next problem. What yeah. is eight times 0 0.05, 0 0.05, eight times five hundredths, or as Kim would say it, 0 0.05. 0.05. Um, okay. So I already have eight times 0 0.1. And so it's going to be half as much. And so I uh, divide by two or times it by half. And so I'm, and I, and I, in my head, I thought, oh, that's like eight nickels as well. So I was mm. confirming with money because um, I considered dimes at the very beginning. And so half as much would be a nickel. Um, half of 80 cents. Half I would of go back to that 80 cents. cents, cents. Like, yeah. So if that nickel is half of a dime, then half of 80 cents is 40, 40 cents. cents. Yep. But you also then said you're checking that with knowing that you've got eight nickels. Mm -hmm. And eight nickels is also 40 cents. Cool. And then I might on the board as a teacher, take that eight by one tenth of that eight by 0.1 rectangle, and I might cut it in half. So now I have an eight by 0.5. So I had to be careful knowing I was going there, that what I drew on the board at that eight by 0.1, it was pretty tall and pretty skinny, but it mm -hmm. wasn't so skinny that I couldn't then cut it in half and get an eight by 0.5. Oh, then therefore half of what we had as 0.8 now is 0.4. Cool. Next problem. What is eight times 0.15? Or as Kim would say, eight times 0 0.15. <laughs> You're going to catch me every time now. I'm probably um, bugging I, you. You know, I, okay, so I, I, I know... I have the answer, but I'm trying to decide which way I want to share with you because I've got a couple of different ways to get there. Okay, so share slowly. Share the first one. Okay. <laughs> so because it happens to be the previous problem that you asked, the nickel, I noticed that it's going to be three times as much. So 15 cents is three times as much as five cents. So three times as much as the 40 cents will be $1.20. 
So it's right next to it on my ratio table. You had just asked eight nickels and now you're asking eight 15 cents. And so it's going to be three times as much. And I literally on my ratio table drew the arrow and said times three of the five nickels is 15 cents. So yeah. times three, of the 40 cents is a dollar 20. Cool. Cool. But I looked and back I might... a little bit further. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're going to, you want to, you want to write that? No, go ahead. Right? No, no. So I looked back a little bit further and I noticed that you had also no, yes, asked me I am about... going to, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't stand it. Because okay. when you say that strategy, I want to go find the 0.05, the eight by 0.05 rectangle, and I want to redraw mm -hmm. it on the board. And then I want to scale it times three mm -hmm. and say, okay, so once we had this and you're saying I can see, and I just want to sort of show that happening times three. Okay. Now, sorry. Now do your other one. When I looked back uh, to previous problems, I remembered that you had asked me about eight times 0.3. And it's going to be, the product's going to be half as much as eight by 0.3, which was oh, 240. And so now it's 15 cents is half. Sorry, I'm interrupting. 15, no, it's okay. 15, 15 cents is half is, of 30 cents. Cool. And so the corresponding, it, the 30 cents corresponded to $2 and 40 cents. Mm -hmm. So you're saying you could do half of $2.40 to get the dollar twenty. Yep. That's totally cool. Should I, should I admit that when I prepared this today, I didn't see that relationship? <laughs> I had not thought about that one, Kim. Good job. Good job. Nice. Nice. That surprised me a little bit. I thought you were going to do another one. You got one more? Yeah, there is one more. And so the, the it's more. adding the dime and the nickel together. Ah. At least one more, yeah. Adding the dime and the nickel together to get to 15 cents. So adding the 80 cents and 40 cents to get a dollar twenty. Bam. And I'm I glad you then... said at least one more because because <laughs> we never want to uh, limit know, our students. Because it's based one more on... than I had seen originally. Yeah. There's yeah. I'm sure there's more. Yeah. Oh, there you go. We never want to limit our students by what we can think of. And yeah. so when you added the, the tenth and the, or the dime and the nickel together to get the 15 cents, I would have taken those arrays, those corresponding area, area models, rectangles, and added those together. And then mm -hmm. clearly we could sort of show that partial product. Nice. Last problem of the string. What is eight times 0.35? Eight times 0.35. So... My first thought is the 30 cents, the eight times 0.3 was 240. And then right next to it was the eight times 0.05. How convenient. Right. And so that's 240, $2.40 and, and 40 cents, which is $2.80. And, and you've literally taken chunks, you know, chunks that you can think about, chunks you can reason about. To find the answer to a problem like eight times 0.35, decimal mm -hmm. multiplication problem. Mm -hmm. Nice. Now you might be thinking, okay, but Pam, only one of those numbers was a decimal. Sure, sure. But we're going to start somewhere. We're going to start somewhere mm -hmm. and we're going to do some partial products. And we're going to do some smart partial products where we're asking students to actually grapple with these relationships and comparing to money and using area to bring those relationships together to help students really think and reason about what's happening. To be clear, we're not going to stop here. We're not going to say, okay, so every problem you get, we want you to walk back to eight times with 10th, you know, and, and then, and then work your way up with all these chunks. No, 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 we're going to get more sophisticated. In fact, we're going to get really sophisticated and efficient fairly quickly, especially if students have already built whole number strategies. Because the mm -hmm. strategies, the multiplication strategies for whole numbers are going to hugely impact the way that we multiply decimals. 
but we're going to back up at this point. Even if our students are really good at multiplying whole numbers, we want to get this sense and this feel for what's happening when you're multiplying decimals. So this, this, the problem string that we just did is a great place to start. I don't know, Kim, if you want to say anything before we do the next string. Oh, no. No. Okay. I'm just more. checking, just making sure there wasn't anything bubbling out of you before we, yeah. <laughs> before we head on to the next one. So then how do we get a little bit more efficient? Well, then we want to, you know, get a little bit crankier where we've got a little crankier numbers. It's not just eight and it's not just, you know, a little bit of decimals, but we might do a problem string like, so Kim, here we go. What is 2.3 or $2.30, 2.3 or two and three hundred, three, three tenths times two. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was prepared for <laughs> like waiting. Okay. Not yet. So $2.30 uh, doubled, I like doubled, mm -hmm. is $4.60. Cool. And so I'm probably going to represent this in a ratio table. Um, and so I might say one, 2.3 is one to two. The first starting with the ratio of one to 2.3. And then we got two of them. And you said that was 4.6. So now I have a ratio table of one to 2.3 and two to 4.6. I might do that. I also, in a separate, I don't think I would do these two together for this problem string. I could and maybe should be. So this depends. Which model am I going to use to model this st string? And I, I have this conversation right now in my head. It depends. If I have students who are well-versed in ratio tables, I might now just be using ratio tables. Yeah. If I have students who are really like just beginning to think about decimal relationships, I actually would probably model this on, uh, on a rectangle. I would probably use an area model here first. So I would have a 2.3 on one dimension and a two on the other. And this is going to look very squarish because 2.3 and two are very close together. So almost square, not, not a square, not a perfect square, but almost square, a little bit uh, taller than it is wide. So 2.3 by two. And then you told me the area that was 4.6. Next, mm -hmm. next problem. What is 2.3 times 0.2 or the area of a rectangle that is 2.3 by 0.2 or two tenths. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I wasn't sure where you're going, but uh, I know that 0.2 is a tenth of two. So I just scaled down my 4.6 by 10, by a tenth. I multiplied it by a tenth and it's 0.46. And when you were talking about your area model, just right now, I pictured the area model like scaling down, like it got skinny all of a sudden. Nice. Nice. And so I might model that as a 2.3 by this really skinny 0.2, mm -hmm. 0.2. Mm -hmm. And the area that you just said was 0 0.6. Look at that. I just said it like you would. <laughs> mm -hmm. 0.46. Cool. Next problem. What is 2.3 times four? Mm. Okay. It's going to be uh, double when it was 2.3 times 2. So 2.3 times 2 is 4.6. Doubled again is 9.2. And you double that 4.6 really fast. We might have some conversations about kids doubling the 4.6. You know, we're going to give them some experience thinking about doubling. But um, yeah. for today's podcast, we're just going to run with it. So a 2.3 by 4 would give you an area of 9.2. Sort of double what you had from the 2. Nice. Last question. What is the area of a rectangle that is 2.3 by 4.2. Okay. You gave me the previous pieces of 2.3 times 4 and 2.3 times 0.2. So I'm going to add those together, which is 9.2 and 
0.46, and so that is 9.66. And I would probably draw the rectangle. That would be 2.3, and I would maybe even add on to the one that we had that was 2.3 times 4, and I would say, how much bigger is this? Oh, it's, it's just, oh, it's, it's this little rectangle we had up here. It's this 2.3 by 0.2. I'd draw like a dotted line and I would like move it down there. And I would say, oh, there it is. It needs to be right here. And I would sort of tack on that little rectangle on the end and go, huh. So I could think about 2.3, a rectangle that is, think about the area of a rectangle that is 2.3 by 4.2 as a rectangle that is 2.3 by 4 with that little bit of a 2.3 by 0.2 tacked on over there. And notice how that's smart partial products. We're not breaking it up into all four chunks, though we could, and I would be okay with you doing some problems like that, but fairly quickly, y'all, I want you to move to helping kids think about smart partial products. What are some of the things that they know that they can use to help them that they don't have to just cut it all into all four sections? Also notice that I made a deal about how we are making sure the rectangles are in proportion. Here's what I absolutely am not suggesting is that for a problem like 2.3 times 4.2, that I'm drawing a square and I'm cutting that square into four equal pieces. And then I'm drawing, mm. I'm, I'm writing down a two on the dimension of one and then a 0.3 and then across the top of four and a 0.2. And I'm pretending that I'm just like that, that has anything to do with area. No, no, no. Like let, let's let the magnitudes of those rectangles represent what they should. Let's have them be proportional Y'all, if you're doing problems like this, kids are learning proportional reasoning. And one of the ways we're going to do that is to actually draw the area models proportional because then mm -hmm. they actually can. There you go. All right. So, Kim, we got to finish this podcast by answering Willow's question. So Willow's mm -hmm. question was, what is 0.3 times 0 0.7? 0 0.3 times 0 0.7. Well, Willow, I would expect that if students had done the work that we just did with Kim today on the podcast, we just did with everybody on the podcast that students might look at that and say, hmm, 0.3 times 0.7, what do I know? Well, I bet I could find a tenth of seven. I could, of, of 0.7. I could find 0.1 times 0.7. So if I've got 70 cents, can I find a tenth of that, 0.1 of that 70 cents? And let's see, a tenth of 70 cents, is that seven cents? So that's 0.07. So if 0.1 times 0.7 is 7 cents, then I think a kid could think about three times that to get from 0.1 to 0.3. They could multiply by three. And what's three times 7 cents? 0.21. Now you might say, Pam, I don't know if kids will think about times three. They might like, well, I got, I got 0.1 times 0.7, but now I need point, they, they might go 0.2, so they might double it and then add back, but still either way, they've got maybe point, but they've got seven cents and they might get 14 cents and then add the next seven cents to get point 0.20, uh, 21 cents or 0.21. Um, but I think that's how a beginning multiplier who's actually understanding what's happening mm -hmm. to solve 0.3 times 0.7, find, find 0.1 first and then scale it up to get the 0.3 times 0.7. What do you think, Willow? We are interested to know. So let us know. Let us know, everybody, what you kind of think about how we are multiplying decimals. Now, again, this is how to start. So kids are actually understanding what's happening. You might be thinking, Pam, we don't have time for that. Like, all I have time for is, guys, just use the algorithm and then butt cheek at the end. 
because you 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 might be used to only spending a very little time on multiplying decimals because if kids are already multiplying with the algorithm then you just kind of use the same algorithm but then move the decimal at the end we are suggesting if you can get kids actually thinking and reasoning using anything if you can get them actually thinking and reasoning you will have to redo and undo less and that is where we're going to save you time we're going to actually understand it here then we're going to get more sophisticated at it. And we are going to take some time to do that, but then we can undo and redo less. How, how are we going to get some more sophisticated? Well, stay tuned in the next episode. We are going to get at that. We're going to get at how we can get more sophisticated and efficient while maintaining kids actually understand what's happening. So y'all thanks for tuning in and teaching more and more real math to find out more about the math is figureoutable movement. Visit mathisfigureoutable.com. Let's keep spreading the word that math is figureoutable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figure outable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.